take us further. I should have named my sermon Take Us Further instead of Risky Business. Yes, you do. Can we have a hand for this beautiful band? And for Mrs. Reverend Dr. Tamara Labak. Thank you. Hello, House Church. It's been a minute since I've been here with you. Well, here in this spot, you know. I've been here. How many of you watched the movie after you saw the title to the sermon? Nobody? It's okay. Did anybody feel like they could put on a button-up shirt and slide across their floor? Because I sure didn't, I can tell you that. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the title, and I, um, I'm just going to move this since it's not working anyway. It is a risky title, that's exactly right. Because <laughs> around here, you never know how people are going to show up. Could, anything could have happened. <laughs> but um, I was telling Jewel, I'm like, I, I'm not quite sure what the title should be, and I, I want to talk about taking risks and how important it is to do that and how being vulnerable and being open-hearted is risky. And she said, what about risky business? I said, okay, that'll get their attention, right? Um, and over the past few weeks, we've, we've heard several different voices in the space, and I love that. I love that we've heard from Bob, and we've heard from Marsha, and we've heard from Tamara, and we have such a diverse group of people in here that have so much to offer and so much to say, along with our beloved Pastor Bonnie, who always brings us beautiful messages, has a lot of beautiful things to say over us. I'm excited about 2024, and I'm excited because I'm already starting to see some of the things I'm going to talk with you about today. But I really feel like this is the year that, um, this year is going to bring us a lot of opportunities. And the opportunities are going to be a way to tap into our uniqueness. The uniqueness of who we are as individuals and who we are as a collective people. It's going to be opportunities, and some of us are already starting to see it. It's opportunities to tap into our purpose, our divine purpose, our divine calling, if you will. And I think for a lot of us, I know for me, it doesn't look like we thought it did, right? It's totally different, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, okay, this doesn't look the way that I thought it would look, but I'm okay with that, and I'm open. Yes, I am open. That's been, that's been my mantra since the beginning of the year. Since the first time we sang Open Space in January, I'm like, that's, my, that's me this year. I am an absolute open space for you, God. I am an open space for you to do whatever you want to do in me. Even if it looks completely different than what I thought it was going to look like, I still say yes because I can trust you, right? He's in the risk with me. Even if it's a big risk or a little tiny risk, God is right alongside of me. When we know we're in relationship with God, we know that God is with us in all the things, right? And we're never not in relationship with God. That's the best news we could ever hear. Oh, Tamara reminded us about cycles and breaking cycles. And this year we get to see what that looks like. 
we get to see what it looks like to break cycles. And the cycles we get to break are the ones that keep us stuck, feeling small, unable to use our voice, or not be in our authentic expression. We get the opportunity to jump off our favorite piece of playground equipment. Mine was the swing. And I remember when I would be on the swing, I would start out slow. And you know, a swing, when you're on the swing on the playground, it kind of goes with your mood, right? If you're not in the best of moods, you're just a little bit slow. You're just kind of going. But then as you start to feel the wind, for, I'll speak for myself. As I start to feel the wind and I start to feel that movement, and then I'm like, oh, maybe I can go a little bit higher. Oh, this feels really good. And then you, you figure out how to do your legs, right, this way so that you don't get stuck in that little pit right there. You know what I'm talking about? I always had to, like, bend my legs weird <laughs> to be able to swing. But then you get to swing in a little bit higher, and then all of a sudden you get, come on, the higher you get, the better vision you get of your landing point, right? When you're down here, you don't see very well. I mean, it's, it's eye level maybe, but the higher you get, the more and better you can see your landing place. And I know that when I jump, God is with me in the jump and in the landing. And even if I don't land quite right, because, you know, how many of us landed perfectly every time? Never, like usually on my butt or, you know, sort of twisted a little bit, but okay, I'm, off, I'm fine. You jump up, I'm fine, I'm okay. But God is with me in every part of that, right? Pastor Marcia talked to us about embracing the power of intention, and I believe we get to do a lot of that this year too because we have to have intention, right? It, we have to have intention if we're going to be open and we're going to do something different, we have to have an intention of actually allowing that to happen in our life. So Pastor Marsha was talking about the power of intention. And one of the things that she said that I loved was, you have the power to create a reality for your life that lights you up and fills you to a deep level. I am craving that life. I am hungry for that life. I want the life that lights me up and fills me to a deep level. Because if I'm lit up, then that means every space I come into is lit up as well, right? So when I get to be lit up, when I get to be like, when I get to have that countenance that's like, I'm so excited about what God has for me, I carry that with me because God is where I am. God is where you are. Everywhere you go, God goes. The question we get to ask ourselves is, what do we want? Think about that for a second. What do you want this year? What do you want 2024 to be for you? How do you want 2024 to be for you? And the questions that we're asking require an open heart, right? If you don't have an open heart and you say, well, what do I want this year? Well, to even be able to ask that question, my heart needs to be open to what the answer might be. We may be afraid to even ask the questions. Taking a risk involves straying out of our comfort zone and stepping into the unknown. It involves confronting fear, taking a leap of faith, and knowing that everything will work out for the better. 
one of the biggest reasons we don't take risks in life is because of the fear of failure. And I can speak to that fear probably more than any other fear in my life, the fear of failure. The fear of failure has paralyzed me more than one time in my life, kept me stuck, kept me without a voice, and kept me small. But in 2023, I had the opportunity to take a leap. Um, I worked for Global Health for almost six years. And when I started at Global Health, and I remembered this this morning, when I started at Global Health, we the building we were in is on 61st and Yale. It's a big, tall building by the Hilton Hotel, and we were up on the ninth floor. And my cubicle was right next to the window, so I got to see over the courtyard that's out there by that Hilton Hotel. Really pretty. It's got a little walking trail. And I remembered this morning that years before that, when I worked for a temp agency, I worked on the, I think, 12th floor as a receptionist. And I remember leaving one day and thinking to myself, I want an office in a building like this. And then I got hired at Global Health and I had an office in that same building. And so we were there for a period of time and then COVID hit and then we got sent home and we were doing remote work from home, which at first felt really good to me. I was like, this is great because working from home will be cool too because you know, my mindset had shifted a little bit and I thought, gosh, it'd be great to work from home and have more time to do other things. Like on my lunch break, I can clean the house. You know, you think about stuff like that. I can take out what I need to for dinner. I can prep for dinner. I can, I can do church stuff. So working from home remotely became really comfortable for me. It was really good. And then um, things at Global Health started to change a little bit. We got taken over by a new company and my job description started to get a little bit different than what I really wanted it to be. I went from being member facing and provider facing to having my face in Excel spreadsheets every day. And if you know me, I am not an Excel spreadsheet kind of girl. Nope, I am not person. Yeah, it's not me. If you can do Excel spreadsheets and you love it, God bless you. Because I don't have that. <laughs> but I had to learn. I had to learn really fast in order to keep my job. So I got really comfortable being told, this is the report that you have. This is the amount of time you have to get it done. This is when it's going to be due. This is how you do it. So like this routine started to happen in my daily life. This report, that report, this. And how many of you heard me talk to you about my reports? Yeah, a few of you. So things started to get really repetitive. And every day it was the same thing over and over and over again. And for eight hours of my day, I was in my chair at my desk with a phone doing reports and not happy. Not happy. Finally got to a place where I said, this is not me. This is not me. I want to do something different. I kept telling Jewel, I really hate this. And hate for me is a very strong word, but I hate it. I, I, this is not who I am. I am more than this, I kept saying. I think I said it to Christina and Bonnie and Marsha and Tamara a few times too. And, and the worship team, like I would come to worship practice and be like, yay, I'm out of the house. I'm not in front of a computer. I get to be here and sing and do the thing I love. So I started to ask the Lord, to bring something different. I started looking for other jobs. I was looking on LinkedIn. I updated my resume. I did a lot of praying and I just was feeling like I need something different. I need something different. 
And then I started to go to therapy. And then I started to work through some trauma, some childhood trauma. And then I started to really, my therapist does parts work with me. And if you want to know what parts work is and you don't, talk to Tamara Labak because she is just about an expert on all of that. I love parts work. Um, so I started to go to therapy and I started to deal with some things in my life. Well then, being remote and at home started to become comfortable again because I don't have to be out, right? I don't have to deal with people. I can just be here in this spot at my desk and I don't have to connect. And before I knew what was happening, I really started to shut down. I really started to withdraw. I really started to disconnect. I started disconnecting from all of you. I started disconnecting from other parts of my life because what I was dealing with was causing me to feel and I felt was starting to feel really safe in the space that I was in. Well, the more I started, the more I was doing therapy, I started to eventually come up out of that place. And I don't tell you that to make you scared to do therapy. I say yes to therapy all day long. If you can get to a therapist, even if, <laughs> even if something tragic hasn't happened, get a therapist anyway. It's really good. It's good to have someone to talk to. It's good to have someone that you can just like regurgitate all the stuff that you need to for whatever reason, and there's no judgment, and there's, it's safe. Find a good one. Find one you connect with. Okay, we do have lists. So in the process of going through more therapy, I started to find myself again, right? I'm doing parts work, and I'm beginning to heal from some of those traumas in my life. I'm beginning to see myself again and I'm beginning to feel lighter and I'm beginning to feel more like myself and I'm beginning to my voice is getting bigger and then I got diagnosed with Meniere's disease which is a ringing in your ears and for a lot of people it causes vertigo too I don't have the vertigo issue that other people do but I definitely have the ringing in my ears 24 7 it never stops it's right now it's there and the only time it really goes away is when I'm sleeping because <laughs> I'm asleep, and so I don't hear it, but as soon as I wake up, I do. And so I started to shrink back a little bit again because that is hard to hold. It's hard to deal with. And then started to come up out of it and start to say, it's okay, I can do this. I can have this and still hear God. I can have this and still answer the call that I have on my life. And that's my language. I can still do all the things in life that I want to do with this. And what happens is when I'm doing what I want to do, when I'm doing what I should do, when I'm being who I am, and I'm being my authentic expression of myself, it's not as bad, right? Because my focus is elsewhere. My focus isn't on the center here all the time. So then I started to realize that um, I need to do something different, need to do something different. And I started to realize that now my job had become like a safety net for me. And it was actually starting to hold me back. And I needed, I needed to do something different. I needed to take a risk, take a leap, whatever it was going to look like, and do something different. Well, then a job opportunity got presented to me. Um, thank you. 
I mean, I'm so grateful. It was actually presented to Bonnie first, and she was like, no, I can't, no, I don't want to do this. So she brought it to me, and I talked to my boss, had an interview with her. So I'm the multi-faith chaplain at the Family Safety Center. Multi-faith chaplain is not something I would ever be. <laughs> I thought maybe a chaplain, but not a multi-faith chaplain, but I love it. Um, I work with domestic violence victims, and I also work with human trafficking victims. And I've been in there since September. And since September, every day is a risk for me because I've never done this before. I haven't been formally trained. I didn't go to seminary to be a chaplain. But what I've realized and I've pulled back to myself is the years of pastoral care that I've done. I'm a trauma-informed I am more than capable of doing this job. And there are some days that I really struggle, but there are more days that I don't. There are more days that I'm like, I'm here for this, God. I say yes to this. And now I get opportunity to travel. I get an opportunity to go to Egypt. I get to go to Belgium. I might get to go to Nigeria. We're not sure about that yet. But things are happening, right? Things are progressing. Because I said yes to this job, saying yet, like I remember sitting at the coffee shop with Aaliyah and Bonnie and we're talking and, and I'm trying to be my best self and my most confident self and I, I kind of know her but not really and we're having this conversation. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so risky. What if I fail? Like what if I get there and I'm like, for me, I can't do this where I don't feel equipped and I let that feeling of being inequipped keep me from doing what I can actually do. Then I don't have a job. And if I don't have a job, then we don't have a second income. And then if we don't have a second income, how are we going to pay the more? How are we going to pay the rent? How are we going to pay for our two cars? How, 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 how? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? What am I going to do if I can't do this? I did it anyway. Right? I did it anyway, but it was super risky. It was like, and for me, taking a risk is not something that I've always been good at my whole life. I've always been too afraid. I've, fear has been a big proponent of like me not getting places that I should be going in my life. How many of you can relate to that? Like fear is a big deal for us, but guess what I know? We've not been given a spirit of fear. The spirit that I have on the inside of me that is with me every single place that I go every day, 24-7, is a spirit of power. It's a spirit of love and a sound mind. That's what I have. And do I forget that sometimes? I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I mean, I do. So God has been with me in the risk. I made the choice to say I'm open, God. I don't want to sit in the, listen, listen to this. This is, this was so good. I don't want to sit in the limiting construct I've built because of inaccurate conclusions I've drawn about myself. I don't want to sit in the limiting construct that I have built because of inaccurate conclusions I've drawn about myself or belief systems, past hurts, or traumas that have allowed me to diminish who I am, and who Christ is in me. That's real. That is real. I mean, I, I heard that. That got downloaded to me, and I wrote it down on the paper, and I read it to Jewel, and Jewel literally looked at me and goes, who are you? 
<laughs> I, choo I choose to be open and vulnerable knowing I'm not doing this alone. That God is with me in every single risk that we take, God is with us, no matter how big or how small. And I know the voice of my shepherd. I know sometimes the voice of my shepherd speaks to me through you. And through you. And through you. And through you. Right? We're the body. When the shepherd speaks to us, sometimes that voice is coming from another person. It's not always, I used to have this thought that like, when I hear the voice of God, it's this, it's this rumbling on the inside of me and I have to be super, super quiet in order to hear it. But that's actually not the truth. The Spirit of God speaks to us in so many different ways. It could be a book. It could be a movie. <laughs> it could be a line to a song and it doesn't have to be a Christian worship song. It could be a secular song. It could be a country song. It could be whatever it needs to be for God to speak to you because guess what? He knew you before you were formed in the womb. He knew your frame. Before you were formed in the womb, he knew you. So God knows, she knows, they know exactly how to speak to you. Exactly how to speak to you. Our job is to be open to hearing God speak, to hearing the Spirit speak to us. We have to be open. Some of my favorite scriptures, John 10, 27 says, My sheep respond to my voice, and I know who they are. And they follow me. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. I am is with you. That's not what the scripture says. That was me. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. John 14.18 says, At no time will you be orphaned or abandoned by me. I come to abide face to face with you. Woo! At no time will you be abandoned by me. At no time. I come to abide face to face with you. Wow. We have help. We have the Holy Spirit who teaches us and guides us. We have access to wisdom. James 1.5 says, and this is the mirror translation, and I just took a portion of it because I love it. But go to James 1.5. It talks about wisdom. If you need wisdom, ask for it. But this translation says, God intertwines his, her, their pronouns. Don't, don't get hung up on that. God intertwines his wisdom with our thoughts. Whoa. And the other thing is that we have one another. We're not doing any of this alone, y'all. We're not going through this year alone. All the new things that are coming to us, all the things that we're being faced with, all the challenges, all the risks that we're taking, all of it, we're not doing any of it by ourselves. Not only because God is with us, but we're with each other. We have this beautiful community of faith. We have people that we can depend on and rely on, people that we can call out to and go, ah, I'm not sure, can you help me? Right? Taking risks can change us fundamentally. They make us braver and stronger and more confident. 
by taking more risks, we build faith in ourselves because when we continue to do it, what, <laughs> this is what my therapist would say about parts, your, start, your parts start to trust you when you stay consistent and you continue to do things and they know you're okay, you start to build faith in yourself. Like you start to become more confident. Oh, I can, yes, I do that because I've done it before. So it's similar but not the same, right? So, but I can do that. And so then your system, your system starts to trust you. And your system starts to trust you. It's not just this system internally. It's the whole system that we work in, right? We start to build trust. Okay. By taking more risks, we build faith in ourselves. Ten years ago, ten years ago, we said yes to this church. And here we are, ten years later. And we're not the same. No, we're not the same at all. Um, and we're not the same as when we started because when we were because we were open and took a lot of risks along the way. <laughs> Theological shifts, belief shifts, all of the things like the th the four people that started that sat at a table together and said, "Okay, we're going to do this." And Bonnie said, "I'll take the lead." And we said, "Yes, we want you to be our pastor." We it was a big risk. And not a lot of churches last this long. Not a lot of small starter churches last this long, but I believe that this church is needed. There are a lot of people who haven't found us yet, but they're coming. I believe they're coming still. And a lot of you needed this place to come to. I needed this place. We all needed this place where we could come and be safe, where we could come and be in our authentic expression of worship toward God right, or however we want to call God. We needed a place to come where we could be safe, where we could be open, where we could start to rebuild, where we could start to heal, where we could start to mend, right, where the mender of the brokenhearted could actually start to do the work that needs to be done in us. I believe this is our year to start or continue the journey to become our true highest self. And sometimes we have to die to things, and then we get born again. And then we have to die to some more things. And then we get born again. Then we get born again. And then we get born again, right? It's a process. It's a constant cycle in life, which is a good one. <laughs> Through the risky seasons of our life, we become a truer reflection, a more true reflection of who we are as the beloved. And that means that in us, Christ is being revealed, right? The, the more we say, the more we are open, the more we are open, the more we become a true, authentic expression of who we are as individuals and as a collective, Christ is being revealed. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Now, we all with new understanding see ourselves in him as in a mirror. The days of window shopping are over. In him, every face is unveiled. In gazing with wonder at the blueprint 
of God displayed in human form, we suddenly realize that we are looking into a mirror where every feature of his image articulated in Christ is reflected within us. The Spirit of God engineers this radical transformation. We are led from an inferior mindset to the revealed endorsement of our authentic identity. Wow, dude. Even Katie, if you guys will come. When we say yes, when our hearts are open, when we're willing to risk, more of Christ becomes revealed in who we are, which means we get to take that everywhere we go. Right? Everywhere we go, people see that. And we might be the reflection that they need to see so that then they can begin to do the work that they need to do. And we can share with them how it's risky, but it's worth it. Becoming who you are is worth the risk. It is worth it. You are worth it. You are absolutely worth becoming who you are as your most authentic self. Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. And I believe with my whole heart that that's what God wants for us. Because then we get to be and do more of who we actually are. And people get to see that. And we get to live a life of joy. Right? We get to live a life of joy right now. And that joy brings us strength. And it helps us. And when something comes up that feels even more risky than the last thing, it's okay because I did that so I can do this. And now I know I'm not doing it alone. I love you. I love you, House Church.